What's up, what's up, what's up, bitches? It's your girl, Allie. And here I am, a day late and a dollar short. But you know what? Better late than never is what my mama always said. And I know, I know. A lot of people are like, but never late is better. But you know what? I don't fucking subscribe to that shit. If you're new here, hi, welcome to the shit show. This is Be That Bitch Podcast, where we talk all about being that bitch, whatever that looks like to you. It's a hot mess express, and we're all just doing our best and fucking the rest. You hear me? You hear me. If this podcast sounds weird, um, it's because I am doing it on my new treadmill desk. Yes, I was like low on energy, really low on energy. My head was all bubbly, bubbly, more like cloudy. My head was all cloudy. I was about two seconds away from saying fuck it and going and taking a nap. And I was like, you know what? That is not what we're doing. What we're going to do is get the body moving because when you get the body moving, it produces energy, right? I always say I don't work out because I have energy. I work out because I need energy, right? Because energy is generated. It's not something somebody's born with. God's not like, hey, motherfucker, you look like you're going to be a bitch that's just going to have energy. Just, I'm going to give you energy. Mm, nope, you're not going to have energy. That's not what he does, right? <laughs> energy is generated through movement, through nutrition, and all of that stuff. And I wanted to bring y'all energy. So I'm bringing it to you on the treadmill. So you know what? I hope you, too, are listening to this while you're walking. Maybe you're doing a walk and talk with me, right? You're on a walk or you're in Trader Joe's. Maybe you're sitting on your ass right now. Get up. Come walk with me. Let's let's walk. It's like two girlfriends shooting the shit and walking. Hold on. I need to take this sweatshirt off because it's already hot. Like, y'all, I don't know if you know this about me, but I sweat more than a whore in charge. Like, it's just, it ain't cute. It ain't cute. But you know what? We're rolling with it. So, anyhow, really excited to be back. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. And if y'all don't know, Valentine's Day is also my husband's birthday. And so that always trumps Valentine's Day. We don't really, I mean, we kind of do stuff for Valentine's Day, but not really. It's all about him, as it should be. He is very important. So yesterday, and if y'all know anything about the podcast, I am never on top of my shit. So I always record the podcast the day before it airs. Well, yesterday, I had to run to the supermarket. That's a whole task within itself, and then get stuff for his birthday ready and all that. So we didn't get a podcast episode recorded yesterday. So I hope you had an amazing Valentine's Day. I hope you spent it loving on yourself. I feel like so many of us focus on Valentine's Day as how others can love us, how we can love others. We don't really think about how we can love ourselves. And so I hope you took a little bit of time to think about how you, my friend, can love yourself. I went and got myself a coffee. I went and bought myself a new outfit and I was showing myself all of the love. And you know, sometimes that's important, right? It's like no, our, our happiness is no one else's responsibility but ourselves. And to be loved, you first have to love yourself. And so I always say the most important thing we can ever do is love ourselves and be happy within who we are as a person. So I hope yesterday you spent some time with yourself and you weren't expecting others to make you feel that loved. You were like, you know what? Fuck it. I, instead of hitting at all this shit that I want, I'm going to just do me. I'm going to go buy it myself. I'm going to show myself love. I'm going to go make myself that book bouquet. You know, or we're just going to skip the whole bouquet part and I'm just going to go buy me some new books, right? Speaking of books, 
y'all know anything about me, you know, love my spicy books and we always do a book recap. Also, shameless plug, I love bitches joining us in our Be That Bitch book club. We have so much fun over there. We have like a group chat. We talk all about spicy books. And then if you are a bad bitch, which is our tier two, you get access to once a month book club with me. And we have authors on it. So next month, which is March, <laughs> took me a second to think of what the month is. Next month, which is March, we have Candy Steiner on there, who is the author. I call her Coach Candy. She is the author of the new book that's actually launching yesterday. That launched yesterday, the 15th, Hail Mary, which was a top tier read for me. I love when books represent plus size women or curvy women in a lot that's positive. I feel like not many books represent plus size women, but on top of that, even less books represent plus size women that are also confident, that also love the skin that they're in, that also is like, I don't give a fuck if you like me because I like me and that's all that matters. And this book did it. She slayed Coach Candy Slade. And you're probably wondering, why is she calling her Coach Candy? And the answer is simple. I'm calling her Coach Candy because she's the only one that would even have me remotely thinking about starting to like sports. I hate sports. Sports are just not my thing. But she writes a sports romance where I'm like, hmm, maybe I could like football or at least football players because, oh, Leo fucking Hernandez, y'all. Leo fucking Hernandez. He is just so wound worthy and he is he's kind of obsessed with her so they they met and i quote met on like an online game halo when they were 15 and he was all like you know what i want to meet you you're the only woman the girl that i can talk to yada 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 well she was super self-conscious back then because she was kind of like an ugly duckling she didn't really have much confidence and she finally got the kahunas to go talk to him and he didn't realize it was her and he was not very nice and so in that moment she was like fuck you leo i hate you no more like we're not doing this anymore and then flash forward seven years or something she is actually living across the street from him he has no idea he knew her ever like he has no idea and they're forced to live together because her house needs like renovations and stuff like that and then it just kind of it kind of escalates from there so it's a forced proxy a enemies to lovers um she is tattooed and badass like it's just so fucking good it's a slow burn and then once once it hits y'all it's a panty wet in one it's a panty wet in one so definitely read that book i also read another book and this one is not really that good but it had a shock factor and i feel like sometimes those shock factors you read it just because of whatever and you're like that's never gonna leave my head um not it's not vicious games it is cruel games so cruel games and vicious games it's a duet um he is a manipulative asshole and that's all i'm gonna leave that there like i've never read a romance book where i was praying that she did not end up with him because usually i can find the silver lining in anything like i can say you know what he just loved her so much that 
he did this. Like, no, he just wanted to fucking control the bitch. And that's all there is to it. So um, that book, mm, it, it's, read it if you want a shock factor, but make sure you check trigger warnings because all the fucking triggers, like all the triggers, it's, it's full of triggers. So anyways, that is my book recap. If you like the books or you want to know more, make sure you check the show notes. You can always join the Be That Bitch book club. We're over on Patreon. We will be starting a new Instagram chat thread at the beginning of March and choosing another book to read. So anyways, all right, let's go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to talk to you guys about my three phase process around nutrition. Okay, so I feel like a lot of people talk about nutrition, but they only talk about nutrition from a technical standpoint, right? Like macros and, you know, calories in versus calories out and points and eat this and don't eat that and all of these things where, yes, I know that there is a technicality around nutrition, but I really do think nutrition and seeing results and getting where you want to go kind of boils down to a three-step process and this is exactly what i teach my clients and how i help them get results is teaching them this three-step process but also helping them through each step along the way so they can get to the ultimate goal which is phase three so like i said it's like a three-phase process and so i kind of wanted to just give you guys maybe a different perspective around nutrition so you can realize that it's not just about following a plan because a lot of people will start with okay you know what all right i've got to follow this plan right but they have no idea of what they're going to do after they get their results or they they start freaking out because they're like i'm just gonna have to follow this plan for my entire life and you never fully learn how to eat and manage your nutrition because you have always relied on this nutrition plan to be like your bible right like this is what i have to do it's black and white this is how i'm going to get results and then once you get there what do you do normally ease off the nutrition plan you're like now i can just start living and what happens once you do that because you haven't really fully dealt with the mental emotional and all of that around nutrition but you also haven't dealt with really teaching yourself nutrition you end up gaining it all back and that is what i always want my girls to avoid and what i wanted to avoid myself and so i looked at it through a phased process and the phases are going to be different lengths for different people depending on how much trauma you have around nutrition how much you know hang-ups you have around nutrition so it's always going to look different for everybody but like i said the goal is always to get to phase three and that's where everybody should be so where everybody wants to be and if you guys listen to last week's podcast episode about with the interview i did with muscles and something i can't remember i keep wanting to say muscles and margaritas because that's who i used to be if you guys have followed me for that long like right when i first started my social media page that was my handle muscles and margaritas and so i keep wanting to say that was what hers was but it wasn't um but anyways if you listen to that podcast she talked a lot about food freedom and being able to go to a restaurant and not stress about it and all that stuff and i wanted to elaborate because To me, me and being like an outside person or thinking about who I was when I first started this journey, I would have heard that and been like, oh, good for you. I could never fucking do that. Like nutrition stresses me out too much or I don't have control over my nutrition, all these things. It would have been such a foreign concept that I don't think I could have ever 
fully achieve that. And so listening to that, you might be where I was. And I kind of wanted to be able to break it down to you and let you know exactly how you can achieve that quote unquote food free. Okay, so let's talk about the first phase. So the first phase is going to be the one that you're gonna spend the most time in. It's gonna be the one that's most emotionally and mentally taxing. It's gonna be the one that you're kind of regaining control of yourself. And this is the slow and steady phase. And this is the one that I really think a lot of people skip, which then ultimately leads to their failure. So this phase is where you start slowly implementing healthier habits. Yes, this is going to make for slower results, but let me let me just talk about this. And I know I talk a lot about the slow and steady approach, and that is why I truly believe that you've got to take the baby steps. So one, you don't seem overwhelmed, right? The more you try to do too much, the more overwhelmed you're gonna feel, the more your body is gonna go into shock and be like, um, excuse me, what the fuck are you doing? The more that you're gonna feel less control over your nutrition decisions and all of that stuff. And so this phase is where you start dealing with what's in between your ears, right? Start dealing with your mindset around nutrition. I always start with baby steps and start with the thing that feels the least intimidating. So maybe that means in this phase, you start with, I'm just going to cut soda. Like I'm just going to like, I, I usually drink a 12 pack a day. I'm going to cut it down to six a day. And then once that feels good, then I'm going to cut it down even more. And then you go to the next thing, right? So now I've got my soda addiction under control. I'm gonna go to adding more veggies, right? So I'm gonna focus on eating one serving of veggies with lunch and supper and really start getting that under control, right? So eating the veggie with lunch, eating a veggie with supper. Then, okay, now that feels good. And then you just, you guys see what I'm saying? You keep layering on top of it, keep layering. And here's also where you're gonna uncover some mental hangups with your nutrition. So you can say, you know what? I just realized that I said F it because my boss was really stressing me out and I found myself in a drive-through, parked, eating Wendy's before I got home to go cook supper for my family, right? And here's where you're gonna start working on unpacking why you do what you do. And I, Y'all are gonna think I'm crazy, but whenever I was doing this, so this is the exact process that I felt followed. And when I was doing this phase and I was trying to work on unpacking my emotional eating and my stress eating, I would literally take my ass, put my sneakers on, and I would go on a walk. I didn't run it this time. So I would go on a walk and I would get my voice recorder out and I would literally just record me talking, talking about whatever I'm feeling, talking about how it makes me feel. This way I don't have to filter, I don't have to stress about what I'm saying, I don't have to stress if I'm offending somebody, I don't have to stress if it's politically correct or morally correct or whatever the case may be because no one's ever gonna listen to it. I never even listened to it. It literally was just for me to be able to get those feelings out, okay? And then I was able to then come back home and say, I don't really feel the urge to eat anymore. Like I didn't really feel it. And that was my big coping mechanism. Another thing you can do is really start writing down why you're feeling this and what eating that food made you feel like. So you've gotta be proactive on working through that mental block. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, try to wat knuckle their way to success, right? 
There was a time where I would just be like, all right, I've got to follow the nutrition plan. I follow the nutrition plan. I get the results. And I would just fought my way through it. But at the end of it, I would get the results and I wouldn't have learned anything, right? I literally learned absolutely nothing when it came to food and absolutely nothing about how I reacted to food. So then I ended up repeating the, the fucking vicious cycle and it just repeated, repeated, repeated. I say this phase is the hardest one and that is why a lot of people try to skip it, right? Because you've got to work on a lot of your emotional shit around food and that can be really hard, really scary, really triggering for a lot of people, but that is where you're gonna be able to, once you get to phase three, really have control over your nutrition because you know that you are in control, your emotions aren't in control. So that's the first phase. The second phase, that is where you actually start looking into a nutrition plan, whether that be macros or, you know, like whatever you feel like you could do for an extended period of time and not stress you out. So I'll use mine for example. This is the one that I provide my clients with. It's like a portion container system. It teaches you portions, how many of each portion you need, and it's like an easy, simplified macros without having to weigh and count and all that stuff. So that is the one that I provide my clients with, so that's the one I'm gonna use for example. But here's where you would insert any kind of nutrition plan that you personally feel like doesn't stress you out and you'll be able to follow. Now, a lot of people look at nutrition plans as the Bible, right? This is the law, you cannot disobey it or you will not get results. You need to change your perspective on nutrition plans. That is going to ultimately lead to so much success, right? Because y'all, I'm just sorry, but life is not black and white. Nutrition is not black and white. There is so much beauty in the gray area. And so I like to view a nutrition plan, and this is the way that I did it, except for when I was doing 75 hard. When you're doing 75 hard, you can't do this. But like my everyday life, when I view a nutrition plan, I view it as an outline. Can you think about when you're building or not like building a book, right? <laughs> building a book. When you're writing a book or you're writing an essay paper or something like that, you start with an outline, right? You start with getting everything out there so you have an idea of the direction you want to go. Now, why do I view nutrition plans as outlines? Good question. I view them as outlines because every single day is not going to be the exact same day. Especially for me, I run marathons. I train for marathons. Someday I'm gonna need more carbs. Someday I'm gonna need more protein. Someday I'm gonna need more fruit or my body's not gonna want this, right? So I use it as an outline. I use it as a way to one, learn what a correct portion is like. Two, how many my body, how many servings of each protein, fruits, veggies, my body needs to be able to ultimately show up in the best case scenario. And then three, how it feels when I have optimal health, right? So I use it as an outline to learn more about my body, but I don't stress about it. So like one day, oh, I didn't have all the veggies. Okay, cool. Tomorrow we're going to try to do it again. One day, you know, I have too many carbs. Okay, cool, maybe my body just needed more then, right? Like I don't stress so much about it. I use it as a tool. But y'all, one tool is not what makes up an entire tool belt, right? Like if a plumber is gonna go fix your, under your sink, right? 
They're not just gonna come with just a wrench and say, all right, I'm gonna be able to fix this. No, they have a bunch of different tools, right? The same is to be said about you and your fitness journey, right? You have tons of different tools. This is just going to be one of them. It's to teach you, it's not to hinder you. It's not to have you be, sit there saying, I can't eat this or I can't do that or I can't do this. And if your nutrition plan is having you that obsessed, it's probably not a good one long-term, right? So the second phase is, using a nutrition plan as a guide, not as a Bible, right? So that you can start listening to your body, trusting your body, but you also have something to refer to as you're trying to learn. Because if you're not listening to your body and trusting your body and learning to do that, you're never gonna be successful in phase three, which phase three is now the glory phase. I like to call it the holy grail. This is where you just eat. You don't stress about anything. You know that you need a fruit, a veggie, a protein with each meal. You know what feels good, what doesn't. You know the questions to ask yourself when you're about to make a splurge, right? You know, is this food worth it or not worth it to me? Am I doing this emotionally or not? You've gone through all of that mental work to now be successful in phase three. I tried for so long to do quote unquote intuitive eating, right? And I feel like a lot of people say, you know what, I'm following intuitive eating, but you don't know how to fucking listen to yourself. You don't know how to listen to your body. You don't know how to interpret what your body's saying. So you're never gonna be successful there, right? You've got to go through each phase to be able to ultimately be successful in the phase three. And that is where you just get to eat. You get to enjoy life. You get to really focus on optimal health for you because you've learned what your body needs and what your body doesn't. Now let's talk about if you make it to phase three, right? Which I always tell my clients that it's going to take a minimum of one year to work through all of the phases to get yourself to phase three. Now let's talk about if slash when you make it to phase three and you find yourself slipping, right? You find yourself not listening to your body, emotionally eating, kind of losing your way, forgetting what a correct portion's like, all of this stuff. Then you just go back through the phases again. You go back to phase one, right? You slow and steady try to kind of peel back the layer and figure out where it went wrong, where you lost yourself. You go back to phase two, right? Go back to eyeing the nutrition plan and using it as an outline and then get yourself back to phase three. It literally is that simple. And the second time, it's just gonna take you less time, right? And so I hope maybe this kind of gives you a different perspective on nutrition. I feel like so many times we feel like it's just black and white, cut and dry. And when it comes to this health and fitness journey, nothing is black and white. Nothing is cut and dry. There's no one size fits all. Everybody has their own different traumas and coping mechanisms when it comes to nutrition that you have to work through. And that's why I say that each, each of these phases will work universally, but it takes specific people different times. And that's what I work with my clients on is really giving them that accountability that they need to be able to, okay, work through all these phases with somebody else um and let them know like how to do that so anyways i wanted to guys give you my three phase process on how to ultimately see success when it comes to nutrition and remember y'all you can do this i feel like so many times we say i've tried it all i've done it all have you tried not doing it all 
<laughs> right? Yes, maybe you've tried it all, but have you tried not doing it all? Have you tried just trying to make slow little changes? Have you tried changing your perspective around nutrition? Have you tried working through your mental shit when it comes to nutrition? Because if the answer is no, then you have not tried it all right? Sure, you can try nutrition plan after nutrition plan after nutrition plan. But if you ever never fix what's fucked up in your head when it comes to food, you're never going to see lasting results. It's just, it's not going to happen. So make sure that you really just kind of take your foot off the accelerator. Just try to slow it down a little bit. And remember that we're not going after, we're not chasing after fast results. We're chasing after sustainable results. And that is ultimately where we're wanting to find ourselves. Alrighty. Well, I hope this podcast episode helped. I hope maybe it just gives you a different perspective and has you thinking about nutrition in a different way. And if it did help you in any way possible, just please share it with somebody, share it to your Instagram stories, leave a rating and review. It really does help the podcast grow. And y'all, this podcast is almost one year old. I cannot believe next week is our one year anniversary. I'm trying to think of like a big pow for the one year anniversary of this baby podcast. I know it's just insane what this is all transpired to. And I'm so grateful for you guys listening week in and week out. I know that that's a big commitment and there's lots of podcasts out there. So I just want y'all to know how much I appreciate you guys. And I'm always trying to bring you more value, different ways to view things, and hopefully giving you the tools that you need to be able to see lasting success and be able to take control of your health and fitness journey and actually get to where you want to go, right? Because I always say if I can, somebody who's always struggled with her weight, somebody who's dealt with binge eating, emotional eating, eating disorders, like reliant on food for a lot of things. If I can, anybody can. And so I just hope I give you that hope that you're never too far in the wrong direction to whip that bitch around and go in the right direction. All right, I'm gonna leave you like I leave you every single week in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. Bye, see you next week.